single dad in a world gone mad. Hi everybody, welcome to a single dad in a world gone mad. Um, this is episode four and today is, um, it's going to be a very heavy episode. Uh, as you know, so when I started the, the podcast, the title of, uh, a world gone mad has always been kind of a joke to me. Uh, I've always felt like I was in a movie and I always felt like that the world has completely lost its mind. And this past weekend, um, that's been more true than ever before. And I've spent the last couple days trying to process everything and I still don't know how to process everything. Um, I've, been really struggling to find the words to exactly say and I I'm trying my best to just do whatever I can uh, in this moment and um, today I wanted to bring on another parent to kind of help me process some things and talk about what they're doing um, this this person is a, a brilliant artist we went to high school together and we We've been following each other, and I've just been watching her journey as a parent, as an artist, and I know she's got some incredible views, and she's very outspoken, so I was very much looking forward to having this conversation, because I feel like right now, more than ever, we need to have some some really tough conversations, so us as parents can cannot repeat uh, our children can can help understand and, and not repeat what's going on right now. Um, so, hi. Hello. <laughs> How you doing? I'm really good. I'm thankful to be here. You want to tell everybody who you are? Uh, my name is Billy Joe Mickle. I'm, like Ken said, uh, we went to high school together in South Jersey. I'm a single mother of three black children, beautiful, smart, amazing, Um, and I paint. Um, It started out as a passion, and now it's like a a career, definitely. (laughs) And um, it's it's, it's been a journey just to get to this point um, over the last over five years. And to see where we're at right now is, it, it's pretty crazy. But I'm I'm thankful to be here, and I want to talk a whole lot about that. I want to talk about how what's going on in the world is going to affect my parenting. It's going to affect my children. And just I want to talk to you how how maybe we can talk to our children, like you said, so we don't repeat repeat the mistakes of the people before us because... You know, if this history keeps repeating itself, it it feels like it feels like as far as we've come, we're in the same place as we've read about in history books. So we have to do something different. And there were definitely some mistakes made. And I just through my art, through my parenting, um, I just I want to make the world better. So that's all we can try to do. Um, I. It's been extremely difficult for me because I'm a, a white male and um, my opinion doesn't matter in a lot of senses. And um, 
it's hard to to try to take a stance and have anybody even listen because I, I I've never been oppressed. I've never been scared to walk outside. I've never been scared to be wrongfully arrested. Um, I have dealt with the the law on both sides. I have friends that are cops. I have friends that are um, in corrections and I, I've, I've been arrested. I've been to jail. I've spent time in jail. Um, and I, it's, it's hard and I don't know. It's extremely difficult because right now we're all taking sides and, um, but before you keep going in any of those experiences, were you ever scared for your life or your safety because of the people who were handling you? No. And that's, that's, that's that's the point. mm -hmm. Um, and I had a conversation with somebody who had also been on the wrong side of the law and I asked him straight to his face. I said, listen, like, yeah, you've been through some shit, but you've you've never been through it because of the color of your skin. And I I will never have that experience. So I think now is is the most important time for for people like me to try to get a better understanding of what other people are going through. And um, and it may be hard, and you may not feel like your opinion matters. But we do need white men to speak up and to speak out and to just show that they're not okay with what is going on and that they they do acknowledge the the privilege they have. And, you know, they want everybody to have that privilege. So this is powerful. It is important for you to talk, even though it doesn't feel like it matters. Yeah, it's not. And it matters to your daughter because she's the future. That's the whole, I guess that's what I've been trying, like, trying to just remind myself that like this it's not about me anymore it's uh i don't know i just want i just want to provide a good example for her so she can she can be the voice of reason as she gets older and, and how have you how have you explained this to your children i mean i mean to your child i have children sorry <laughs> um we've watched some of the news and she she sees the like the protests going on and I try to explain to her uh, like that and it, it, a man was, was was killed and who shouldn't have been killed and uh, unfortunately it had a lot to do with the color of his skin and that <clears throat> we were talking about the issue of racism and uh, kids are so innocent they don't like they don't they don't know they're so pure. Yeah. They don't have they don't have those thoughts in their head that that we that have been put in ours. Yeah. Cuz we didn't have them at one point either. No. No. It, it, she said something to me like work cuz I'm ta- I'm tanner than her mm-hmm. because I've been out in the sun and like um she said just because you're darker than I am doesn't make you any different and I know she she meant it in like a lot of ways like yes because she also has a lot, her Irish mother, like, <laughs> gave her a very fair, like, part of the complexion. And my uh, French and Native American-ness gave her some of, some of her tan. But, like, I'm clearly darker than her. And, um, but she just doesn't see it that way. And I think it's, it's learned. It is. It's definitely learned. It's learned. It's taught. It's, it's. There's examples of it every day. And, you know, it happens when nobody's even paying attention. And for me, I talk to my children. Um, I talk to them 
a lot, like uh, probably a lot more than most parents uh, because, first of all, they see me paint about it. Like I said, I've been painting about this for years, um, about racism, inequality, injustice, um, this Trump catastrophe, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> uh, so they've been over my shoulder. You know, they've seen my tears when, and I, I don't hold back. I do tell them the truth, especially because they're black. Um, and it's hard because, just like you said, Kalani noticed your skin just being darker because of the sun. I'm mixed. German and Iranian, and their father is black. And all three of them came out a different complexion. They all have the same dad. Yeah. But um, I have, unfortunately, it's it, it, one of the hardest things that has come up is Mickey, she's the darkest. You know, she'll say she wishes her skin was my color or one of maybe her brother's color. Um, And she'll ask why people don't like her skin because she has, because I haven't kept it back from them through my art. If they, I've painted for Trayvon Martin, Tamir Rice, uh, Botham Jean, you know, he was shot in his own house by a cop who just came in, said she got the wrong address. Um, And, so they've they've been very aware of it because I've made it made them aware of it, but then I see their innocence in it, and then I also see the effects that the honesty of the world has made them feel like Mickey. She's 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 cried to me before because of her skin color, because she doesn't feel equal. Or, or she just feels like, why don't people like this? And it makes her not like herself. And I, and I, I reinforce every day. I reinforce every time. And I explain to her that the people are wrong, that her skin isn't wrong. Um, but, and it's also, I have to admit, it's very hard because, um, unfortunately, her father isn't in her life. And so that means that she doesn't have that black representation. She doesn't have um, a black family members every day immediately to go through this with her, to identify. Um, there's things I'll never experience, and I can't um, completely... I can empathize. I can try to understand, but I'll never be able to explain it. I'll never be able to teach her how to be black. I'll never be able to teach her how to survive. All my children, I'm speaking about Mickey at the moment, but I mean all my children. Um, that's why I do my best to dive, keep my friends around them, you know, mm-hmm. and it's, but uh, it's just very tough trying to tell your child that their skin color is actually something someone will look at them for as something they've done wrong or something that is an imperfection or something that just right off the bat makes you guilty, which it's so wrong and it's not right, but I can't change the truth and I have to teach them the truth because I want them to be safe in their, when they're growing.
And it's like where, in that innocence of being a child, where where do we go from like letting them have that innocence to being real with them? And um, I've like I know you have like you, I've always been brutally honest with my kid, and like that's I, I tell her things how they are, and sometimes I feel guilty for that. Sometimes I feel wrong because I see their their innocence leave, or I see that wonder. And they shouldn't even have to wonder that. But then at the end of the day, I do remember a 12-year-old Tamir Rice was shot by police for playing with a, a play gun, a fake gun. So he was judged just because he was in the park playing with a fake gun. They automatically saw him as a criminal and as um, dangerous. So as much as it hurts, I do feel like I'm... I'm doing better by them by being honest with them. Yeah, I just I I just want her to be prepared. For like And honestly, don't you feel bamboozled? Yeah, all the time. <laughs> uh it, from like growing up from what we were taught, it's like growing up in white America, being being um not being black. You know, you're you're taught things and you're taught, oh, every man is equal. And you actually believe it. You know, you hear the, the Martin Luther King and you go to school. But if you're not in those communities, if they're not in your family, if it's not in your face, then you're blind to it. And, and you have nothing. Why wouldn't you believe what's going on? Um, so there was a point in my life, um, I guess once I got to college and I moved to Philadelphia, from South, my South Jersey suburbs, you know, there was a, a really, I had to um, look at where I was from. I had to look at who raised me and not even in an angry way, but understand why they didn't understand what I'm seeing and, and what is actually happening in the world or and understand why people around me never spoke about it. Um, I think it has to do with all of us being and staying in our bubbles, especially. I, I even realized that um, even in Philadelphia, some people from, from Philadelphia, they'd never even been to the beach. You know, my, my family, they're right in the woods. The only place they go to is to Atlantic City or home and that's it. And they'll just go to the beach and that's it. They don't go in the communities. They don't interact. They don't it's understand. Mm-hmm. But when you stay in that bubble... You don't allow yourself to see the other walks of life, to see what people are going through, to um, empathize with them. And I think it is important to step out of your bubble because that's where the learning happens. And, and, I, and I don't fault my family or anybody for um, not knowing, but I just hope that with all the information out there and especially with this movement and this time now, people... Don't stay in their ways. Maybe they might question things and decide to educate themselves. So, because um, I even growing up, I didn't believe in racism so much. I thought it was over. I don't know. <laughs> That's why I like I wanted to have this conversation because I I don't know everything and like I need to hear other people's experiences because for me, like I'm a white man with a white daughter and like we won't ever have to live through that. And, um, I, I, there's, 
I'm there's got to be a comfort in that, but then there has to be a guilt in that too. Absolutely. And like in the beginning of this, I wanted to stay silent. I didn't want to stay silent, but I almost did. I find myself like not knowing what, not knowing, just thinking so many different things and being overwhelmed with all these like trying to process everything. And I just couldn't find any words. And I just like I went to the, the protest uh, in Atlantic City on Saturday and like I just cried. And I like. When I was there, I felt like this is, I'm supposed to be here. Mm -hmm. And, um, and it was funny because like one of the things I thought was, I want my kid, I want, I wish my kid was here and like, so she can kind of see what's going on. And, but I, I try to have these conversations so I can learn a little bit and because I, I won't experience, I know like you're you're going to have to raise these kids and explain to them that because of the color of their skin that you're going to have certain disadvantages and i won't ever have to have that conversation with kalani and it's i still need to know these things because i mean it's only going to make us better people and better parents in the long run and and, and it'll make a difference in your community in her future and everybody she touches so <laughs> it is important it's hard it's important. I, don't know, it's, I wish more people would talk to their children openly. Um, I wanted I, to like hide it at first, almost because like I just saw the the insanity going on, and it just like I want her to be happy and like not worry about like when we got broken into like for a week. She was like worried about like people coming here, and I'm like, you want to like shelter them, but yeah. And this is a this is also a hard time too because everybody's out of school. They're social distancing. They're, our kids are not with their friends. They're, so you know, a large part of their knowledge um, and information getting happens at school, just talking with their friends, the same way ours talking with other adults. Yeah. So um, it's hard to be going through this pandemic and to have this country the racism uh boiling and top notch um but no matter what it is important for us to to be honest to to keep the conversation open um i did have my kids go with me to a protest today uh two out of my well, my two daughters came my not jackson he's my youngest he's five their he, paintings are beautiful <laughs> i love the signs <laughs> thank you yes they made their own signs and it was just really powerful. You know, at one point, Mickey, she looked at me and she said, Mom, it's cool. Almost everybody here is white. And I said, yeah, Mick, you know, because cause, cause they believe in equality. You know, they think black people's lives matters because they do. And this is where we're supposed to be. And, you know, there was a police officer in protest with us. And I think it's important to know that there, there are good cops there are, and to let them know that we, we still can't um, vilify the whole community for what some have done. At the end of the day, I do hope the quote-unquote good cops <laughs> start speaking up more because silence is complacency. And But I know they have to be scared too, just as scared as we are having this conversation with our children there's 
good cops that are scared to have a conversation out loud with anybody else because everybody's scared of the backlash. And, you know, that's what keeps racism going is the fear. Yep. That's it. It's fear. Like you said earlier, I believe you said that. Yeah. <laughs> we were talking. I, it's like you said, these hard conversations have to happen. Is, And, like, I feel like I've been tiptoeing, like, almost walking on eggshells because it's not that I don't, like... There's a lot of things I don't know and I don't understand, but I like I want to understand. And um, and I know, like you said, like some of these people, they're they're working a job. And like I was trying to explain to somebody that like some of the some of these cops. They are just trying to make a paycheck and they're they're trying to they're they have to. um worry about their longevity and they have to enforce a these rules that they may not believe in and um and honestly a lot of them um from what i've been like trying to gather like talk to people and actually talk to officers and stuff and people i do know on that side um we need people on the inside to do the work from the inside so I do understand why some people don't speak up because they don't want to lose their job or their position. And if they weren't there, then we would never know. Or, or, or they couldn't, there wouldn't be a good person on the inside advocating. But at the end of the day, we still have to hold the bad cops accountable. And we can't, we can't sit and watch a, a, a man get murdered right in front of us on on TV for every person in America to see. And even today, they're, they're not all, all all of the cops have not been arrested. So the message that that puts out, even for, for our children, is that, you know, the officers, they can do whatever they want. They're, they're never going to get held accountable. So they're powerful in a way that no man should be. And it makes it easy for them to take advantage of that power. But I still want my children to believe believe in the police. The police, it, it is the biggest gang and, and it is worse, but I, we still need some type of... In law enforcement. And I don't... I, even today, we held hands with a police officer at the, at the, the rally. And it felt good. That is what is needed. And I, as much as I teach my kids, you know, you need to watch out for the cops. They're not all on your side. People will judge you because of your skin. You know, I have to also have faith in humanity, and I don't want them to lose that faith. So I try to show them the good and the bad, and I try to let them know that one person does not and all be all for a whole community, whether it be the skin you're in or the uniform you're wearing. Um, the, I stroke like when this first happened, um, we had a conversation about what was going on and I didn't know how to really like let her know, like, yes, a, a cop killed an innocent man. How do I explain this to a five year old? And I don't want her to lose faith. Like in I, the world. Yeah. Because like when we had a break in, who did we call? We called the police because mm-hmm. like, and I want, I want her to grow up knowing that like, if you like, 
but how do you explain that not all cops are bad and but while explaining what's going on and it's like it's such a hard spot it's i don't ever know if what i'm doing or saying is right i don't and 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 the problem is i'm just as scared as them like like now watching all this and even all these years educating myself, I've worked in the prison. I've done all art in, um, at Chester State Correctional Institution. I have a friend who's been locked up for 30 years. All evidence proves that he didn't hunt, even the ballistics. The witness has recanted and said they lied. He, he has people who were, he was hanging out with when they said that um, he killed someone. And they never even asked the people that he was hanging out with. Like, they... They just wanted to close the case, and um, he's been there for 30 years. And to, to live in a world where I can go to work, and this person is locked up, and all evidence, even judges have written on his behalf. He just hasn't gotten clemency, and there has not been the most powerful person to clear him. It's so hard to go and see that and and know someone is living through that, and then come home and look at my children and know that could be them, and that there are people in this world that do have the power to say and do whatever they want, and people will believe them just because of aesthetics. So I say all that to say that it is hard, it is confusing, it's scary, you know, I get sweaty talking to my children, but it has to be done because it's reality. And as confusing as it is for us, you know, the best thing we can do is shine the light on our children and not leave them in the dark. And hopefully they can bring that into the future, you know, and make the future brighter. Because I can only imagine how much smarter and how much better we would all be if we were taught this in school. You know, if we were if we were taught the ways that the laws do affect impoverished uh, communities, um, so the socioeconomic factor, you know. Um, even hearing people talk about black-on-black crime is ridiculous because it's not. It's just closed crime. It's cl- crime in community. You know, in, in this neighborhood, if somebody does something to the next person, it's going to be white because these are just a white community, but they don't say white-on-white crime. You know, if you go to a Chinese community and and everybody there is predominantly Chinese, I guarantee the, com- the, the crime is going to be Chinese on Chinese, whatever. So all these things they used to justify it. Um, I just wish that when I was, I was taught when I was younger and that's what I'm trying to do for my children. So they can even be better planners. They can be better dreamers and hopers and have better strategies. And if we're having these conversations with our children, what kind of conversations will they have with theirs? Like, so I don't know. I just have to hope that we're doing the right thing by not not hiding. I think we are, because um, I don't think my parents never had these conversations. Never, <laughs> I've never had this conversation with anybody in my home. And it, I, like, I think it's it's been important. Um, but I see how she is at her age already, and she's like. Our kids met for the first time today, and like it was. It's They're so, like best friends. They yeah. haven't said a word to us. <laughs> so color doesn't matter. No, especially not at that age. And that's I think that needs to continue because like I don't know. Um, 
Yeah, this quote keeps coming up, and it's a Mandela quote, where no one is born hating another person because of the color of his skin or his background or his religion. People must learn to hate. If they can learn to hate, they can be taught to love. And Amen. I think that's... Um, and I don't have any problem teaching someone. Nope. And I don't have any problem understanding their flawed thinking. Like, it is on us to educate each other. Um, I think that it's hard, too, because people don't even want to admit that they have those thoughts or those feelings because they're so scared to be condemned, you know? But at the end of the day, we are only a product of our environment and what we've been taught. So anybody who's who's an older adult and... They're having these feelings. First of all, they're they're not natural feelings. They're feelings that were placed there. And we have to make it so that they can feel comfortable in saying what they feel. And then we can educate them. Because if they're scared to even talk about it or scared to even have the conversation, then everybody just goes on pretending like it's not even there. And then they stay in their bubble. Mm-hmm. And- I I was the past two days I've just spent like kind of isolated and like I cried a lot and I didn't know like I've no it there were new feelings that I don't think I've ever experienced before and because I think it for me like it just breaks my heart as a parent and as a human like what is going on and um as I realize I'm getting older and like I if feels like history is repeating right now and it's i just feel like we were taking a step backwards again and it just breaks my heart for our children because it's like if we're taking another step backwards like what what's going to happen when they're older and are they going to is this just going to keep repeating itself and 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 it it honestly it it kind of feels like a slap in the face coming off of of the eight years of obama (laughs) of the hope the change the yes we can and to come so far backward when to feel like we were so far forward, I think that's hard, too. It's like one step forward, two steps back. And yeah. it's like... And, and I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm at a loss for words with, with our leadership um, and the fact that anybody can still be supporting him. You know, daily, he's, you see him lie daily, disrespect... Um, he hasn't even addressed the nation on what is happening right now. He hasn't even said a word about George Floyd. There are cities on fire. There's people going crazy. There's there's people taking advantage of the situation to loot. You know, there's anger, understandable anger and rage. And he, he's not done a single thing. And I, I think we can even take a look at, at this, um, at his presidency as parents and just acknowledge that the way we speak and in front of our children does affect their behavior because the way that he has spoke in front of this country for the past four years, look at how everybody's behaving. The country is basically his child. And and it's, and this is a, 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 a spoiled ass brat. I would bully that I would never want my children to play with. And I, I just think if, if we can look at it from that, just to see how much somebody's language can affect a whole nation to behave, then we can 
identify within ourselves as parents, the language that we use and how we choose to address our children and tell them about the world and what's going on. And we can really affect their behavior. Absolutely. So it is important to have these conversations because I want my children to grow up and be great and not mean bullies. <laughs> yeah. I, that's one thing I don't, I, I, I don't tolerate bullying with, and I don't ever want, I've always very much instilled that to her because she gets picked on sometimes at school and like, or right now, like there was boys in her class that like said, always call her cry baby. And like, I'm like, how does that make you feel? Like, so, and I don't know of her ever being the bully and I, I hope she's not. And I, that's, I don't. But it's mm-hmm. just trying to pass on. The and at the end of the day, racism is just a big ass bully. It's yep. like, you're not as good as me. <laughs> I'm better than you. Like, and it's all not true. And, and, and honestly, um, when, you, when you watch a lot of movies about bullies or if you have any psychology, they're bullies because they're scared and they're bullies because they're insecure. And I, I remember that. I think about that about people who believe in racism or or act racist or they're really just insecure and they're really scared. Yeah. And none of it makes sense. None of it is okay. But even when you look at that, they still don't, they just look so powerless. They just look like big cowards, uneducated. And like, they just need a hug. Like they need help. And I think if we can just continue to, show our children how to live correctly to continue to have these conversations to open their mind and so they're so that way they're also not afraid to have these conversations with others that's another big part you know you don't this shouldn't be something people are so scared to talk about it's in our lives it's every day like our skin color you know the way things happen but the more we talk about them they're going to affect other people too and they should be feel comfortable talking. Like we, uh, I I teach her that like you can tell me anything, and I want her. Uh, if she's feeling a way, I want to know, and like I don't want her to ever be scared of like expressing her feelings to me, and um, especially if it's something she doesn't know, so we can help them better understand. And because I, I don't know, I. I I want to better understand. I want her to a better understanding. And that's why I think it's nice that we can like not be scared to have these conversations. Even if we say like what's not right or um, I don't know. Well, the best thing, like you said before, you know, you're worried. Your opinion doesn't matter because you're a white male. But at the end of the day, you're you're affecting her. Your opinions with her, your, your conversation, these they matter so much. They're going to make the biggest difference. Um, and at the end of the day, I'm scared. Yeah. <laughs> so talking it out with them does help because I don't know what tomorrow holds. I did not think that this was going to be my adulthood. I feel like I'm living in a twilight zone. And it's important for them to know what's going on around them no matter what. Because <laughs> if I was gone tomorrow, at least they would. They, I hope they'd have the conversations left. It's never too soon. It's never too late. But if you don't have them, nothing will change. And, you know, it's, it's true. Our children are the future. Mm. They're going to be great. <laughs> I, I hope so. I mean, and hope. 
Yeah, that's all we can do. And I think we we are doing the right thing. And uh, I see the way you parent and like... It, and I wish everybody was kind of like as open with their kids as... I don't know. It It is hard to... Um, especially when you're around other parents and kids and they're not open. Sometimes I'm just like worried about what my child might say <laughs> because my they, they are super aware now, you yeah. know, and then they do have now, now they pay attention to things and they do ask questions. They ask the hardest questions, but I don't back down from them, but I can tell that sometimes I am worried about what they might say. But at the end of the day, even that fear is silly. I shouldn't be scared that my children is going to be more woke than an adult or another family or hopefully they they are more woke and they do educate them at their age that they're at now. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> it's crazy. They're all smart kids and it it's cool to see that, like... If they have this knowledge now, like, what's gonna, what does the future hold for them? And, um, when it comes to raising her, I, my whole philosophy has been expose her to as much as possible and let her make her own decisions. And it's proven right now, uh, like just in like the things she likes, she she wants to do everything, and I love that. I love that enthusiasm about her and. Uh, I'm trying to apply that to like just what's going on with everything because um, we just want to give them access to all the knowledge possible so that they can make these informed choices and, and form an opinion and hopefully it's a healthy opinion. And, and, and also, it's really easy to look around. We're on, we're on the water. <laughs> it's beautiful sceneries, big houses, boats. It's easy to to forget what's going on in the world, and it's literally 30 miles that way. You know, Philadelphia is on fire. Uh, New York is happening up there. And even though... Atlantic City was uh, this weekend. Just yesterday. Wasn't that yesterday? Yeah. What's today? Monday? What's... Uh, It's Tuesday. So it was (laughs) Sunday? Yeah. Two days ago. Two days ago. And um, I just... I don't want them to be so naive to think the world is perfect just because we pr- present that when in fact it's it is in our community and and things you know it it feels like there's there's war zones in America right now. We hear uh we hear gunshots here a lot and <laughs> around the holiday or around 4th of July there's a game it's not a really a game but it's 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 fireworks or gunshots and like which what is what mm-hmm. and like sometimes she'll hear a gunshot and like she'll be like that's a gunshot and she's very nonchalant about it and um on one end i'm like am i doing the like am i risking her because of the area that we live in and um but also i mean this could happen anywhere in the same the same token and i don't know um um, I, I don't think you're risking, No, but, but I do know your feeling of raising your child in, in an environment that, you know, you walk down the street and, you know, something could go wrong Yeah, and, and it's just, just, it could just be that day. 
And I love living in Atlantic City because um, it's for me it's real. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all different walks of life, and it's a city. And um, I like the fact that Kalani lives in the city because she gets to experience. Like, She's going to be so well-rounded because of it. I mean, we all want to like give our child that perfect childhood, like fantasy, there's nothing wrong, unicorns and rainbows. But I, I do believe that more that they are experienced and exposed to. The smarter they'll end up. Yes. And, and not just the smarter, the better, the kinder. Like, it's, it's more easy to be empathetic the more that you've been through. Um, it's, it's, it's easier to judge people when you haven't. Mm-hmm. And I guess one of my biggest things is for my children is I don't want them to judge people but more so try to understand why they are the way they are. So not write people off or even if they're mean people, I'm not saying be their friend, but to still look at them and compassionately and try to, why are they mean? You know, a lot of people do things, like I said, because they're hurt, because they're scared, because they were taught wrong. And I do believe that every person, like you said, if they have the capacity, uh, or like Gandhi said, <laughs> if they have the capacity to learn to hate, they do have the capacity to learn to love. So, I don't know. I think we're doing a good... I, I, I want to believe that exposing them, having these conversations, and keeping them up to date is important. Just so, I don't know, so they can be better. Because it's what I wish I had. Like I said, I wish I had that. I wish people told me. We learned about stuff in the in the history books, but I still don't even feel like it was the stuff we needed to learn. No, I mean it was a lot of filtered. Mm-hmm. They they skimmed through it and they, but it's still it's it's so far removed because it's in the history books and it happened so long ago. But like slavery wasn't that long ago. <laughs> like if you really think about it, and it's it's crazy, but like segregation has only been like fifty years, like. Literally 50, like our parents and our parents' parents, our grandparents, literally walked around when there's white bathrooms, black bathrooms. You know, you can't drink from this water fountain, you know, this, that. And you try to explain that to our kids that like, what? They, They don't. But then at the same token, you know, we try to explain that to our kids, but we're privileged. Like, there's still... If you're black and you walk in the wrong part of the neighborhood, there are going to people be people questioning you. Why are you here? So in, in 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 a way, there still is that white back bathroom, black bathroom. There still is, you know, that that separation, and there's still that entitlement of white people to feel like they they own everything and they own the space and they have the right to question why someone who is not of their demographic might be in their neighborhood. But at the end of the day, this is a a nation that's supposed to be free and anybody has the right to walk through a store without having a, an, a store owner follow them because of the color of their skin. You know, anybody has a right to walk down a street without being harassed because they're in the wrong neighborhood or they shouldn't be here. And I just think that... The more we talk about it, the more we can change and we can 
hopefully make it to a day when that actually isn't a reality. And as hard it is to believe that that could be a reality, I have to hope because I want my, I, I have a hope for my children and their future. Yeah, we, I mean, let's, we need to keep the hope. Because if not, what's the point? There is, there is no point. And it's like, I don't have to raise Kalani. Like, I don't have to. Uh, we I watched a video where black parents were talking to their black children and about like certain things they do with police and like how like they teach their kids to handle certain things. And I had Kalani watch it with me, and we'll never understand that feeling of like me worrying about. Uh, Kalani like not coming home because of the color of her skin or or just being shot because she reached for a bag of Skittles <laughs> exactly and uh, I don't I don't know how that feels and I'm trying to just understand and and it's 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 painful to to know that people have to go through this and have gone through this and it's also you know Growing up and not being black and then having black children, you know, it is a training of myself. Because I, I was never worried about police. Never. I've gotten pulled over. I did. I, I, had, I spent 16 hours in the roundhouse. <laughs> but at the end of the day, none of it, I've never been worried and, now, and yeah. now I have to worry about my children. And it's like a retraining of my, my thoughts because... You've never had to experience that. And I didn't have that distrust. And, and you don't have that distrust in the police. If A, you don't experience yourself, if the people around you don't experience it, you know, if nobody's speaking. It's only, it's only these last years that everything's being filmed and filmed and filmed. You know, racism, it's, it's been here. It's, it's, this is nothing new. It's just being filmed now. So, you know, it's a level of awareness for, for us all. And as woke as I, I might seem to be, you know, I'm still learning every single day. And I'm still, I just want to be able to do my best to enlighten and encourage and educate my children, but also their family members, which is my family, you know, my friends, the people around me. Um, it just... It is crazy, though, that we're still teaching this. It's such a simple, basic thing. Like, we're, your skin color doesn't matter. But it, and as much as we say that, the reality is that it does. Because the laws, the communities, the way you're handled, even children in schools, you know, black children, darker children, they get punished more heavily by the teachers. And even the teachers don't realize that. And, you know, it's just from day one, they're up against something that white children will, would never be up against. And I just, it's hard even when I'm trying to explain to some of my family members, because they don't, they still don't understand about their privilege. You know, there's people who say, well, they had a choice, you know, they could, they could make a better choice or they could do this. But you don't know that. Like if somebody, their whole entire life has been under the scrutiny of I'm getting in trouble more, I'm getting handled differently, I'm not, I'm, maybe I might not even get put into this class, but into this class, like a lower class, because they think that educationally wise, I'm a slower learner or I'm a 
my my skin color makes me worse. There's just so many different advantages that they that um, white people have that are not acknowledged that make a huge difference. So I don't know. I think I think the biggest part, even in talking to my children, is talking to their family and not being scared to have those conversations in front of them with my family. Because everybody, once race comes up or white or black, people, people want to whisper. Yeah, they or, get super uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like, okay. It's like when people talk about sex sometimes, too. Yes. Like, like how is this so taboo? Like, we're adults. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, we have sex. Like, yeah. it's a thing. <laughs> We, like, there would be no children here. <laughs> yeah, but then like when it's like brought up in public, it's like, oh my gosh, <laughs> we didn't do that. No, <laughs> but it shouldn't be like that. No. And even in a group of adults, when children are not in the room, it shouldn't be so hard to talk about race. But I think a lot of it, especially even for like our generation, like who's who weren't brought up in segregation and all that and we think that it's all cool, it's it's a lot of the shame and guilt of our ancestors. And it's also, it is hard to acknowledge you've had a head start. It is hard to acknowledge, and especially if you don't feel like that. Because even the poorest white person in the worst circumstance still has that privilege that whatever they do, they're not going to be condemned for their skin color. They're not going to be killed. They're not going to be held back, given less. And for the poorest white person or, or the person in the worst situation, they're going to be so down on themselves and look at themselves so lowly that they still can't see their privilege because it's like, oh, yeah, look at me. Like, I have a privilege. I, I can't even pay my rent. But at the end of the day, you have a privilege just to walk down the street and not have to worry about... Um, you know, how many, how many black people have just been walking in a neighborhood and there was a crime committed close to them and the police officer comes up and pulls up on them and says, you fit the description, which is basically just black male. <laughs> Anybody could fit, fit that description, but they get pulled in for that. And and that's, like I said, something I've never had to worry about people I grew up, never had to worry about, but it's something my children do have to worry about. It's terrifying. It's like, uh, I don't have to worry about uh, my kid leaving wearing a hooded sweatshirt. Like, I wouldn't even think twice about it, but I know that, like, people have to make that, like, really consciously think about that before they leave the house, and, like, it blows my mind. Um, and it doesn't matter the credentials, the education, the job, the the bank account, any of that. None of that matters when you're walking down the street. The only thing they see is the color of your skin. Yeah. So you could you could be a Harvard professor driving a, a, a Mercedes Benz and you just got a Pulitzer Prize and just left the house with Nelson Mandela, all of that. And at the end of the day, you walk out and you're still just another bad guy. Just another criminal. And it, it's wrong. It's not it's not the truth. But at the end of the day, the actions of the world makes it a truth. Because if it wasn't a truth, then that st- the, the, those numbers wouldn't be there. Those dead bodies wouldn't be there. The, the, the false imprisonments, none of that would be there. 
So as much as it's not true, it's still a truth today, and it's something that we have to, to nullify. And it, it all, it, it, this conversation matters. The conversations with our children matter. I mean, at the end, I feel so helpless. You know, what can one person do? How much of a difference can we make? But look at the difference Trump has made. Look at the difference. So those eight years just felt so so carefree compared to these last four have felt so heavy. I don't know. The world is definitely gone mad. <laughs> the world is definitely gone mad. Uh, you want to talk oh. to the kids? Oh, yeah, I'd love to. I want to hear what they... um. Because if not, they're going to get all tired. <laughs> it is. It's getting dark. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get them in here. Go. Wait, when I say three, two, and, that's so satisfying. Three, two, and. Go. Yeah. Three, two, and. All right. Welcome back. Uh, we have three special guests with us. Uh, hi, girls. Hi. So do you want to introduce yourselves? Yes. My name's Kalani. And how old are you? I am five years old. All right. And well, you've already been on the show, so you know how this is. You made two new friends today, didn't you? Yeah. And one, I can tell you one of her names, Ava. <laughs> I'll tell you. So who's Ava? Say hi. Hi. Hi, nice to meet you. And how old are you, Ava? I'm nine. I'll be ten in July. Oh. Wait, my birthday's in July, too. July what? July 3rd. What's yours? Mine's July 18th. Oh, you guys are close. Cancer babies. So yeah. Beach babies. I Ooh, love the beach. I love the beach. It's like, I I don't have a boogie board, so I just body surf. Yeah. <laughs> At my mom's. I home. love the beach, too. And who are you? Mickey. Hi, Mickey. I'm Hi. seven years old. Just like Mickey Mouse. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not the same. Mickey Mouse spelled is the same way. It's, sp- it's not spelled the same way. It's spelled M I K K I. Nice. The house Mickey spelled. And you all, your brother is not here, right? <laughs> yeah, no. he's Jackson. He's five. And and I love the beach too, cause my birthday I especially get to go to the beach, cause my birthday is near the summer. So and I get to when, go to wait. The when's your birthday? August thirteenth. Oh, so you guys are all summer babies. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> Well, we're going to have a party. And I'm a Leo. It's, You're a Leo. It's also a girls and one boy party. A girl? Who's the one boy? Your brother? You. Oh. You. Because uh, yeah, oh. you're the only boy here. I thought you were talking about our birthday parties. And then oh. there's Nana. Yeah. The two get small. The, the She's right here. You can say hi. Hi. What's Hello. her name? I forget your name. Billy Joe Billy Mickle. Joe. How old are you? So Billy, <laughs> I'm 33 years old. When were you? What month were you born? And November. Billy Joe and hello. And Mickey and we have Ava too, and me. Do you know why we wanted to talk to you guys? Why? Because a black man got killed, got shot. Oh, he didn't get shot. He got killed. But yeah, because the poli- because the c- police officer he would not get off his neck, and on purpose he yeah. would. He didn't even do anything. Well, 
Will the black man actually put his knee up to the cop's neck? No. Someone it's else's? The other, it's the other way around. I forget. Is... What did it, he do? So he put his knee up to someone else's neck and... No, the no. police officer did it to the black man. And he didn't because the, the black poli- man was spending like a 10 or a $20 bill. Yeah, they thought it was fake. So they tried to kill him. And he didn't even do one thing. He didn't do one thing. He didn't even rob the bank or nothing. But even if he did, it doesn't make it okay for the police officers yeah. to treat him like that. Like and today I made a poster, but it was on a painting. What and did it you said th- everybody should be treated the same. But it's censored, so you can see Today we protested like, at Summer's Point, and we were in a group just talking about unity and how important we are and how we need to like embrace and make this love and... Um, make sure that there's no racist, like make our non-racism contagious. <coughs> yes, yes, make our yes. non-racism contagious. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> why? Like, why did they do that for no reason? Because some people in the world really it's that they judge like people no, for no reason, and and, and the cop they should have shot the cop because. They can't just do that for no reason. They they can't just do that for no reason, and that's the whole. That's why people are, are protesting right now. And the people yeah. said that the cop got arrested. He did get arrested, and but they really. How did the cop get arrested? Because. Because he committed a crime. Yeah, yeah like you can commit crimes too. Yeah, and then they could get They're arrested just people even like though you and they're me. a cop. Even and, and police <laughs> can't even rob banks. I mean, so... <clears throat> they're supposed to stop people from robbing banks, not yeah. take stuff. They um, are, they are. And they're supposed to protect people and not hurt them. Yeah. yeah. So that's nope. why everybody's pretty mad right now. And he also... And and lots of cops, lots and lots of cops, they do it to people because their skin color. And everybody should be treated the same, just no matter doesn't what shape they are, no matter what color they are. Or what they look like, or how old they are, or how old they look like. It doesn't matter. You should you should never judge them for what they look like. Like since you should judge them for who they are. Exactly. Amen. Like mostly since you're black, it doesn't matter what color we are because it's it doesn't matter if I'm lighter than you because it doesn't matter mostly. Because we're both still people, right? And yeah. black people here right now and white people here and do you see us fighting? No. Mm. No. This is how it like should mostly, be. Yeah. yeah. It should just be regular. Like, mostly all the people I'm sitting around are black and mostly I'm only a different skin color. That doesn't matter. It doesn't mean anything, right? Yeah. Yeah. We all talk the same, we laugh the same, we cry the same, we, we hurt the same and we, help. And we might have different accents, we might have different voices, we might have deep voices, we might have high voices, we might have them in the middle. But no matter How does what, it make you guys feel to know that a cop might do that to somebody just because of the color of their skin? Um, it makes me feel sad and makes me feel very disappointed and sometimes it even makes me feel unsafe. Even though I'm at my home. And that's very true. A lot of people feel like that. Kalani, what does it what do you think about 
if somebody hurts someone else or is mean to them just because the color of their skin? Um, I don't know. I just... If I saw that happening, if it wasn't a cop doing it, and and the person who would... If it wasn't a cop and they had a gun in their hand and they shot that person, or if they didn't do it yet, I would call the police mostly. And if, they it, s- if I was by myself... Because you know that's wrong to treat somebody like that because of the color of their skin. And but it gets hard sometimes because sometimes people don't know who to call because they get worried about the cops doing the same thing. And even though, um, and they said before he was a criminal or something before he became a cop. I have a, all right, I have a question. If you look at me, would you think I'm a criminal? No. Do you think I've ever been to jail? I really... You, uh, I don't know. Anybody I would really question because you can't tell if somebody's lying or in a mask or something. Well, just so you know, like, I have been to jail and I've, I've committed a crime. And Wait, I, how many times? It was a long time ago and I... Was I, I a baby? It was before you were born. And um, I... But that being said, you look at me and you don't see that in me, Correct. Yeah, and you, you would never know that. And it's the same situation. It, it, whether or not somebody has committed a crime, it doesn't mean we should treat them any differently. Yeah. yeah. And why do you get arrested? Because you need to be taught the lesson that you can't do that. But violence and physical pain doesn't... That's not how you tell somebody. Exactly. That. Unless, but then the pain is just going to come back to you because people will support other people. And when you you use that violence and that physical pain, the pain is always going to come back to you. And and honestly, just how you said that, you know, right now with the protests, there's lots of places where they're rioting, looting, and they're getting angry, and and that violence and that reaction is the pain coming back that that has been put onto them from police and from going through life like that. And on the most signs, the most signs said Black Lives Matter because they do matter. And when we were doing the protest, um, the guy told us to do nine minutes of silence and take a knee. Yeah, why did you know why we took a knee and we were quiet for nine minutes? Because we were too loud. No. (laughs) We wanted to do that because nine minutes, that was how long the police officer, he kept his knee on George Floyd. That's the black man's name. Mm -hmm. The police officer kept his knee on his neck for nine minutes. So when we did that today, we were just respecting the life of George Floyd. And we're also taking that time to understand how long that just was, that nobody spoke up, that the cop didn't have mercy that the cops next to him didn't speak up. Um, There was lots of people there trying to tell the cops to stop, but unfortunately, they didn't. So we do have to protest. We do have to march. We do have to speak up, and we do have to have conversations like Mm -hmm. this so that way we can know that it's not right. And and, um, 
there is people inside them, like there's white people and black people, but they didn't know what to do, so they just took videos of them, kind of like what you said. They, at home, they you said that the people that were not cops couldn't do anything because the cops have so many weapons on them, they could do something to you. You don't mm -hmm. have a weapon on you, so. And that is a lot of people. They don't get to speak up because they're scared of the police, and that's another reason why it's important for us to have the conversations and to go outside and protest and stand for people who are scared to speak up. And I saw the police, a guy, he was on the roof, and he had a big gun. It was looked like for deer hunting, but I don't think it was. And there was a helicopter, and you said it might be for the news or might yeah. be just a police plane. And also... Uh, at first, I was scared of the police because I thought they were bad police. But then, and um, Uncle, I mean, Cousin Michael or whatever, he, he had a friend, and I like that cop. All right, Connie. That's a... <laughs> I just scared of the party. I know. But... I was just Ronnie McCarty. <laughs> Let your friend finish, so she's trying to she's trying to tell about what happened today. And um, when they did the police officer, he he liked my sign, and he he um. Most police are also supposed to serve you, like the um, military. Are and and well, they're he, supposed to protect you, and he will protect us. And at least we get protected by good cops, and at least everybody is not, and at least not all cops are bad cops, and not all good cops are bad cops. And sometimes it can be the opposite, but it never, and it never, and and just because. People are, um, there's cops, there's bad cops, and you see them doing it, and you see it on the TV or whatever, doesn't mean, because some people want to stop, like, following their dreams or something, because it's probably near where the cop was, if they do it, if they, if they do it near where lots of cops were. Some people, they feel like it's going to stop them, but you don't have to stop chasing your dreams just because of that. Nice. Kehlani, did your dad tell you about going when he went to the protest? I didn't go to the protest. I oh, know. I wanted to bring you, but you were at your mom's. Yeah. And Ava, how did you know that much of something, too? I was going to say that a while ago, but about they were both talking. About George Floyd? Yeah. Because you went to the protest? Be, be. Are, you, are you talking about the protest or what actually happened? Both. Both, yeah. First, I know because it was all over social media because that's where the people's strength come in spreading that contagious non-racism. And second, I knew when I went to the protest because there was other people 
making their non-racism more contagious. Um, How did you feel today? I felt kind of scared, but I also felt like I was helping the community, and I would do a lot just to help them understand that we can fight back and that we can change these people, these mm-hmm. bad cops, um, decisions, decisions. I hate when that happens. You didn't even know what you were going to say. <laughs> I knew it, but it's hard to say. <laughs> Sometimes words are hard to say. Yeah. Like, do you, do you, um, like, one. Are you, do you, how, how do you trust hard. cops still? I um, know. Uh, I really don't, I don't trust cops unless, like, I'm with someone that does and knows that cop. Because I don't know if they're good or they're bad. Because most of the cops would have straight faces. But when I see a cop smiling and saying, hello, how are you doing? And greeting people, I think they're okay. Or when I'm with someone and they know that person. They know that they're kind. And also, I, well, how like you said, if they're like a good cop or a bad cop. I, I, I think they're a good cop, like... When one of my family members know them, or when I get to meet them first. <coughs> Do we we are taught like to try to teach our kids to like if there's trouble, like run to the police. Mm-hmm. And it's it's hard because it's like it's it's heartbreaking that. It feels like we can't really say that. Our kids are flexing right now. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Making. <laughs> Can you do that again, please? Yes, we are strong. Yes. Yeah. We are strong women. But I don't know who's the strongest. I don't know. Let's see. Hold them up. <laughs> I wish I could take this shirt off. <laughs> you can't see it. I, I it makes me mine. happy that like our our kids have never met today and immediately like when I said there were kids coming over, Kalani literally ran outside to wait for you guys. And <laughs> she was there when we walked up. I saw them. I was like, I was like, hi. And I, yeah, I mostly just, like the first time I met him, he said we could go play, and then we were like. And then you guys are best friends, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. We're and. And we I like friends forever. Wait, if you came over to my mom's house, we can make BFF bracelets. She makes bracelets. I, my mom makes bracelets, yes. You can talk. I think that's cool because we were different. We are, diff- are different colors. I think that's nice that, that this group of people right here really accepts that. Yeah. Yes, I yeah. do too. And also, yeah, I know so how we should make our bracelet. How? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. For theirs, it would be a dark color, and mine would be a light color. We could just mix them all, because, I mean, that's... <gasps> Let's mix them all. What, co- what color would you think would make a light dark? <laughs> like it's play and dark. I think we A could... light brown. 
like a light and dark peach, or like a light and blue, like like kind of like a like you know how like there's a little bit of dark blue and then light blue like that, light blue and dark blue, like yeah. Do you guys know what? How how um? Do you guys have any ideas of what we can do to to help stop racism? First to help. First of all, we need to stop rioting and looting because that's that's it keeps coming back to us. It even though it does apply to the police, but it also does apply to our black communities. So we really need to stop rioting and looting because <coughs> it's just going to go on forever. And they're they're like burning up their own community stores. They're burning up what really does matter to them, their community, and they don't even know it because. They're letting out their anger in a way that the police are, and they shouldn't be doing that. They should already be seeing that the police are doing the wrong thing, and that they're doing what they're doing, Almost. what the police are doing, and they should stop. Yeah, I. Yeah. I agree. I agree. I agree. Yeah. How old are you again? Nine. <laughs> nine. Actually, I think she's eight. Well, you. What? No, she's nine. She's nine. Not eight. Nine. 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 Eight. Not. Not eight. I have to say, for a nine-year-old, you are very well-spoken, and you are way smarter than most kids your age. And I, it's it's refreshing to hear this come out of a nine-year-old. And, Thank you. Um, I, you're the kind of child I want my kid to be around because this is how uh, we kind of. Yeah, and mostly I could learn a lot from her, probably. Exactly. We learn from each other, and that's the most beautiful thing is... And you um, know what I want to... The first thing I want to do when I get in my room and miss my friends is... What? Go on my tablet, read a book on AZ Kids. Oh. Anyone know something also? What? We, uh... Oh, it's also, I'm not trying to be mean to Jackson, but it's also kind of better that he's not here. Because if Mommy told him, like, to, like, this, she'd be like, okay, Mommy doesn't love me. <laughs> Jackson gets emotional. that's what he does all the time. It, it's it's nice sometimes to have just girls, girl power. Yeah, but, like, but he, and there is no boy power. It never says boy power. No. Like, but Jackson is also power. young, so it is nice that we can have this. Wait, how old is he? He's, He's five, like age. you. Five. But you're about to be six. He just turned five, so you're almost a year older than him, really. Yeah. On your birthday, we could come over. Yeah. yeah. And then we could do another podcast. How about that? Uh, I'm all for it. Yeah, let's do it. July 3rd, we'll see you guys there. N- yeah. July 3rd. Till we have to book a hotel because it's going to be July I'll come to your birthday, too. Okay. And and then we can all go each other's birthday. Exactly. And and since you guys live close, we could come here, bring our babysitters, and we could go to the beach. Uh, Anytime. And I can bring my boogie board surf. And Oh, I'm giving you surf lessons, right? Yeah. Hey, you can use my surfboard. You have a surfboard. Yeah, she's got a surfboard. <laughs> so cool. I don't have any. You're such a good sharer. I'm a surfer. Usually only only children aren't good sharers. You're the best. When I was three, I did a ginormous wave with my dad. <laughs> the biggest wave? Did you stand up? Oh, no, this is what? I hang on my dad's back, so 
that. Oh wow! I want to see. So, so I hang cool. on my dad's back most. Here, that's that's how she used to do it, but now she's gonna surf by herself. Yes. So and wait, let me see. I will definitely get you surfing this summer. Um, yeah, and if my mic falls, it's just because I'm trying to look at the picture. You know the picture. <laughs> I know I did. I, you you see the picture every day. Yep. Yeah, I'm just gonna pass that on. And when we we could on my birthday we could come and then we could all have a party here and we could go party house and then we could also go fishing. We have a great party house, so and we could also go fishing, go fishing, go to the beach, bring our bathing suits, and we could sleep over. <gasps> sleepover. Sleepover is sleepover. 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 Well, hopefully, this is the beginning of a you very beautiful over. friendship. Yes. You know where we're gonna sleepover? sleepover? O- on the where? Under my bed. Oh, I thought you were gonna say on the boat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we can sleep no. on the boat. <laughs> she's. We're she's not no. sleeping on the boat. It's <laughs> no. probably gonna Yo-ko. be into the ocean. No, no, no. Yo, no, no, no. Well, mostly it's yeah, because. Like because you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna leave the setup in my room all set up. We had to take a piece of the bottom part of my bed that is all like metal bars. We had to take one of those off to hang a light from the ceiling. We have that. They're not metal bars. Like for tank camping lights. Oh, okay. From that keep my bed secure, but it 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 didn't. Fall, it didn't fall on us. What if it actually did fall <laughs> no, on us? What if it be flat pancakes? And and also, next time I really hope Jackson doesn't come. Oh, Wait. he'll be here and he'll be fun. <laughs> do you have a dog? No. no do you? Um, no. Yeah. No. Boy, the next time I come over, you know what I want to do? Make that um. Well, I I don't go over. I go. I live here. I don't go over there. No. When the next time you guys come over, uh-huh. you know what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna what? I'm gonna write a page that says, "No grown ups allowed." Oh, so <laughs> are we not allowed in the room? Yeah. Nope. Oh man. Oh, we here. Could you use your your uh, magic wand to make me young? Make no. her old lady. <laughs> she, said, she says she's always old. I could have to make you old. Oh. That's her best old impression. Ba ba boom, boom. Well, I'm happy that you guys can all be kind to each other as soon as you met each other, and it didn't matter the color of your skin. And you guys know this that like, you guys are are the future, right? Yeah. Do you know what that means? I can make orange sound with my mouth. Do you know what that? <laughs> uh, that does not mean that. Listen, I can actually do it. Listen, I can make a horse on the horse on feet. Do it once, and all right. I was galloping. But yep. Do you know? Do you know what that means? I'm gonna ask you because you're the oldest, and I feel like you're the wisest. It's nine. Oh. It's nine I know it's way past your bedtime. Ask We're gonna. Ice cream at I'm gonna ask you a question next. All right, you go. You go first. Do you know what it means to be the future? It means to be able to resolve. It means to be able to resolve or change problems or the way things are. Yep, and yep, yep. Have an impact on the future. Because, like right now, we're 
our age is the one that's running the country, and but you you're gonna be where we are, and yeah, you're gonna have to take over one day. So right now we're the adults and we're guiding you, and then we want to teach you as much as we can, so that way when you take over, you can make the future even better than us, and and you can fix the mistakes that we made, hopefully, and not make the same mistakes. Make your own. And when we grow up, we're gonna all hang out together. And we're going to all be Because we're besties. (laughs) And we're going to make, and we're going to text each other. And Well, we actually can get phones. And you know what I want to get when I grow up? What? The $199 Apple. (laughs) (laughs) When I. Silly. I'm going to just get an Apple. Apple. Do you guys like having Apple conversations phone, Apple with phone. us? I'm gonna yeah. get an iPhone when I grow up. iPhone. Okay, hold on. Uh, I want you to listen for a second. Do you want to get the iPhone? How do you happen? feel, guys, when you when your daddy or if I talk to you about what's going on in the world? Kalani. Yeah. Are you? I'm just whispering to my friend. I know. <laughs> I I it's was okay. I, I was asking her if she could get the Apple phone, because if you try and text someone from. Apple phone to <laughs> an iPhone 11 Pro. It doesn't work, does it? No. It, 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 it doesn't? Uh, She's ready for the future technology. I know. I'm going to text her and I'm going to call her. Yep. They are just like We're going to be besties. Yeah. Well, it's, and it's beautiful okay. to see them become besties. Yeah. Okay, so but we're going to answer a few more questions. Ask me a question and now. Then, Ask me a and question. Then, and then we're going to go have ice cream. Yeah! Ice cream! So what I, what I had asked was, I want to know from Ava first and then from you guys, how do you feel when, when I talk to you about stuff that's going on in the world? I feel really, like, happy, because, joyful because I'm able to communicate somebody who's not in the exact same way like me. Because you're like older and you've gone through more things. And I like talking about it because (laughs) even though I am a younger and less experienced person, we can both um, impact and like spot out something that one of us did not and I feel joyful because I can have someone to communicate like and share my feelings about <coughs> what's going on and and what what are your feelings about what's going on my feelings are wondering if me my sister and my brother are safe in the world and also wanting to change the world yeah why don't you feel safe? Because the police. Because if I grow up in this, in my brothers and sisters, we are the skin color that most policemen are. Yeah, it. and violently. Just being violent and hurting those people. What did you want to say, Kalani? I forgot what I was going to say. Well, it doesn't matter what color, type of skin color polices are because they can't arrest themselves. But no. they can, and they and that's what 
what's going on right now. And they should. If they do something wrong, just like you or me, the police officer deserves to get in trouble. That was that was important for her to say that, you know. Because and she's learning. She exactly. She's five years old. So and like, as smart as she is, I mean, I sometimes I still I'm 33 years old and I still say the wrong things because I I don't know and mm-hmm. and that's why mm-hmm. we we want to have these conversations because it's it's important for us to learn and in a way though it's not that wrong because that's what we're fighting for now is for police to police themselves yep so even though she's five years old and she thinks like that there's there's grown-ups that think that the police don't don't need any repercussions Reprimand to be reprimanded or or punished the same way others are, but they do need that. So just like she's five years old and thinks that there's there's grown ups who think that, and and that's what we're fighting to change. Is yes, we're fighting for equality. We're fighting for a lot of things. We're we're fighting for police to get in trouble if they're bad because they're humans just like us, and it- nobody deserves to get away with with being bad. And um, your your sign said that it says, "Police the police and keep the peace." Mm. <laughs> yeah, that was. Wait, my police sign. the police and keep well, the peace. What she means? It says, "Police the police to keep the peace." <laughs> Why does it say "police please"? Because Be- answer you can answer it. Because you know how Kalani said that people can't, the police can't arrest themselves. Well. Even if the police can't arrest themselves, anybody that is not the police and well, they any if you are a policeman, you and any everybody around you can police you. And what they mean is by telling telling you the right thing and just changing the way that you are acting. Mm-hmm. They do. They need grown-ups just like just like kids need instruction. Grown-ups need instruction too. We all need to do check better. each other and look out for each other. And if you see if you see a friend of yours being mean to somebody or saying bad things about somebody because of the color of their skin, you you can kind of be like the police of your friends and you can go up to them and you can tell them, "Hey, I don't think that's right." You know, I think you should be kind. And that's the same thing what police officers are supposed to be doing. They're supposed to be here to tell us, hey, I don't think that's right. I think you should be kind. I think you should respect others. I think you should respect their property and their lives. So we, we all have the duty, even if we're little, to make sure that the people around us are, are good, kind people. And also, um, Jackson said yesterday, boys are lucky because they get to pick. Uh, what? What did she say? He say? I don't know. I don't. I don't know what you're talking. He, he said. About. I think he said yesterday. Boys are lucky because they get to pick their girlfriend. Girls get to pick their boyfriend. Yeah. No. Why not? I don't want to say. I thought it was because boys boys can pee whenever they want. No. <laughs> no. Cause it said girls could pick. Well, here, we'll wait next time. When he's here, no, we'll ask him. He says, it, I'm, I don't want to say it. I'm scared. Don't be I scared. Just say you it. can say it. I just said boys can pee whenever they want. No, no, because he said boys are lucky because they get to pick a white girl as his, uh, their girlfriends. Oh, he did say that, didn't he? Who? 
I do now know what you're talking about. And then what did I tell him when he said that? That's not right. And and he made me cry because I felt like he didn't like me. Yeah. So that's something that I have to teach you guys often with each other. And one time he even said he doesn't like my skin color. Okay, first of all, our brother is just a crazy little maniac who likes to upset people. He is a menace. <laughs> Wait, don't, well, he's just don't say that he's about five. your brother. <laughs> And sometimes don't do that. <laughs> you do not have siblings. You don't want siblings. <laughs> what? Yep. I want a sister. No, you don't. Um, yes I do. You don't. I know. It can be hard. And I do have to have these conversations. I do have to have these conversations with you guys and with my children because we all don't look the same in our house. How does that make you feel? Mick, how do you how does it make you feel? Uh of of what? When like, he says stuff like that. It makes me feel that my brother doesn't like my skin color and it makes me feel sad and it even made me cry. But isn't he he's the same skin color as you? He is a tad bit lighter and he doesn't understand that he's still black because he's lighter than us. And as a sister, it makes me feel even sadder that a brother would want to treat his own his his sisters literally with him every day. He'd want, he's like, he doesn't understand that he's the same and that it, he is literally, that's his sister. It, I really don't understand how he would do and, well, he's, and I, also, I know he's this five, is something kind of you funny. tell him not to. I think what I tried to explain is that Jackson, and just like you guys, just like you know how Mickey says she wants everything to be Aunt Tasha, or, or even sometimes she'll say, I wish I had that hair, straight hair, hair like you, or eyes like you, or skin like you. Um... Jackson and you guys, there's not a lot of black people in our lives, you know? And everybody that is a girl in Jackson's life is white for the most part. So when he says things like that, he's still two. He's, I mean, he's, he's still. two. I meant when I said two, I mean also. Like he's still also learning. He, he's, and that's why when he does say stuff like that, I correct him and I let him know that. All skin colors are equal, um, and and that's just something that we have to continue to do because of the things that are going on in the world, the conversations. Sometimes conversations had around children are a little too adult, and they are taken in the wrong way. So I do believe that sometimes in Jackson's or any young person's brain, when they hear the talk about skin color, they might interpret it the wrong way. Or when they see the world around them and they don't get to see everything, they are more inclined to want their, in their heads, their world to match the world that they're, they're going through. So just like I said, all, all the women in Jackson's life are white. Nana, me, Mimi, and Tasha. Unfortunately, there's not a lot of black women 
to help me raise him. I have my friends, you know, but I don't have... Nikki. Yeah, exactly, so... She Really not. Yeah. So when Jackson says something like that, it's really him just saying that he wants a woman in his life like the women that are in his life. And and we have to remind him, huh? I don't really think because usually he he says it mostly a lot. And I and usually I don't think that because he never even mentions it. And that's because he hasn't really been around a lot of the Daddy, Daddy hasn't been in Jackson's life like he was in you, you and Ava's life as much because Jackson's a lot younger. So uh-huh. when Jackson says those things, we just have to educate him and teach him that black is beautiful. He is beautiful. His black skin is beautiful. And if he wants to date a white girl when he grows up, that is beautiful. A black girl, what an Asian girl, Indian, it doesn't matter. But sometimes... When people say things, it's just because they don't know any better. And what we always have to do is keep teaching them. And, and that's something, you know, with Jackson, it's hard being in a multicultural home. It's hard when we aren't, don't all look the same, even in our own house, and we have to explain those differences because at some point they do come out. It, it is noticeable that I'm not the same color as you guys. And I think that's just a part of, what Jax sees in his world and what he's identifying with. And that's why I got to do better to make sure there's even more black women around him and black men so he can understand and identify himself because I'm not black and that's not something that I can um, help him identify with other than the only way I can help him is through my education and through what I expose him to. So that's just something that we have to keep working with. Usually when he says that, I never thought of it your way usually, but usually I think that he says it like, uh, um, he just but well, we'll have but to I ask feel him. Different, like because he said he doesn't like my skin color. He said it. Well, we'll have to have another talk with him because we'll have we'll have a lot. <laughs> yeah, I don't. When 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 he says something like that, a lot of time mm-hmm. he's just little and he's trying to hurt you, um, or trying to tease you or be mean. You know, you guys say things back and forth, and I don't think he understands the severity of what he's saying. He's young. And he's, yeah, he just turned five. But it's still not an excuse. But when that hurts, you know what you tell him? You say, My skin is beautiful. My skin is black. I'm proud to be the skin in the skin that I'm in. And I love you. And I hope you love me too. You know, our differences, our differences are what makes us beautiful. And I think that's why we're having this comp- talk with you guys, and we're—I don't know—I think, I think this has been great. Um, I do too. Do you do you do you have anything else you kids want to say? Uh, bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs> have a nice day. Bye. And you guys ready to eat some ice cream? Wait one yep. sec. What? Always on mommy's podcast. You want to know what they say? What do they say? Mic check, mic check.
One, two, one, two. Mike, check, Mike, 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 check. Mike, one, two, one, two is what my dad says, right? We listen to a lot of Joe Button podcasts with our mom. We'll say bye. Bye. Peace out. Peace out. Please the police and keep the peace.